This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, I, I think I raised this point with you earlier, and it, it continues to be something I'm kind of obsessed with here, which is in 2010, this was something spending austerity, the deficit debt that Republicans ran on. They could plausibly say they were implementing. This time around, it was just nowhere. I covered the campaign very closely. Right. It was not anywhere. In fact, I thought Nate Cohn uh, uh, made a good point. He was talking about in March 2021, right? So Biden just elected and you've got the ARP, American Rescue Plan. A morning console political poll found that more Republicans said they heard a lot about the news that the Dr. Seuss estate had decided to stop selling six books it deemed had offensive imagery than about the $1.9 trillion stimulus package enacted into the law that very week. Like, they, I think this is a misreading even of their own base. There is no, it's like vestigial. It's like writing last year's date on your checks in January. This is what they're doing because it's what they do, but I don't even know, like, who wants it? <laughs> No one. I mean, it's completely divorced from the last campaign. <laughs> and so there's clearly no public appetite for this. And I agree with you in their base. I mean, if you were to poll seniors in Florida, in Arizona, in Georgia, you know, right center seniors, you know, they would be they're going to be apoplectic about this. And, you know, I remember back in 2011, you know, as we got closer, you know, this dominated not just news coverage, but social media. And and because we went through that, it's all going to happen much more intensively and earlier. So there's going to be a white hot spotlight on this. And what you can see is the Republicans can't articulate what they want. Right. You made a really important point. They didn't last fall for sure. But right now they can. And I think they're just expecting that they have to fight. You know, they're all all auditioning to be the chief, you know, carnival barker in Tucker Carlson circus, essentially not worried about swing voters and clearly not worried about the economy. So I think you're right. I think there's going to be a sense of whiplash. Voters are going to be like, wait, wait. Now, they had a miserable election. You know, they basically limped to the finish line and barely, barely got across. But even with that, voters who might have voted for them in some districts say, I didn't vote for this. No, it was to do something about inflation, maybe, or about crime, not to basically, you know, point a self-inflicted massive wound at the American economy, potentially. American parents raising their kids across this country right now, and they see this national debt at $31 trillion, growing and growing, worried that their kids' future to be buried into that mounting debt. What do you tell those parents walking right now? I'll tell those parents right there, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, to make sure their children do not have and continue this debt. If you just look, if we cha continue the trajectory that we're on, in the next 10 years, we'll spend $8 trillion just on interest. $8 trillion just on interest. What that means, though, too, because of the spending that has been going on, is that's why you have inflation. America's strength will shrink it. Everyone has always said it doesn't matter what occupation you're in, whether you're U.S. general or not. 
the greatest threat to America is our debt. Our debt is now at 120% of GDP, meaning our debt is larger than our economy. At the, this is higher than at any time in American history. And it's higher at any time in American history when the revenues that are coming into government are higher than any other time. So we've got a lot of revenue, we just have a spending problem. And that's where I want to find that we could find common ground. Yes. Can you commit that the U.S. will not default on its obligations? Look, if I look at anything and you want to equate this, if you have a child and you give them a credit card and they spend that limit, you're responsible for paying that credit card. But the responsible thing, too, is going forward, not just raise the limit, but look at how you're spending. You know, I look at Chuck Schumer. He's never passed a real budget. He's never passed any appropriation bills. But he puts okay. a one point. Um, <clears throat> it is uh, Thursday, two February in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. It is Groundhog Day, and of course um, we're going to be monitoring that closely. What Poxatani fell, but it's like Groundhog Day again. We're here. I, I want to make sure everybody understands the uh, because I'm talking to the um, the the chairman of the, the men and women that are the form the office of the chairman of the creditors committee of the full faith and credit of the United States government. And I want to make sure we're deconstructing this because uh, it's going to be very important going forward. So I got Cortez, I got Brett, and we're going to introduce you uh, to a, um, a gentleman from Heritage. And Heritage is just doing amazing, fantastic work. In fact, Steve Cortez has got up on Getter, a great piece by Dr. Kevin Roberts about the defense budget. Dr. Roberts, we're scheduled. Dr. Roberts is going to join us tomorrow, I think, in the 5 o'clock hour to go through this amazing analysis at Heritage. Of course, we've had Mike Howell on a lot. They're doing great work. We've got EG, EJ and Tony is going to join us here momentarily. But I want to make sure everybody understands, fully appreciates what's happening here, as Cortez and Brad can appreciate the, the information warfare about this. Rachel Maddow's gone. She punched out. Right, remember she didn't want anything to do with this, so she punched out to go. I don't know, write the new West Wing, whatever she's doing. Uh, she shows up once a week and you know does her thing, but she's out as the railhead of the thinking. But she's got her acolyte, Chris Hayes, is the new command center over at MSNBC. And from MSNBC and the New York Times, remember, if the New York Times didn't publish every day, MSNBC would be a test pattern. So it's all New York Times, Washington Post, uh, you know, the insiders, but the railhead of that. Uh, is uh, is Chris Hayes, okay? And he brings on Floof last night, the 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 the, uh, the Obama guy. And they're saying, I, I do this so, you know, this is coming out of nowhere. What are they even talking about? Nobody mentioned it as a campaign trail. Oh, no, 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 no. And they watch this show uh, closely. They understand that the important voices, the voices that mattered, and that would be MAGA, that would be this audience, have been fo- maniacally focused on this massive national security interest uh, 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 concern of the out-of-control debt, the rising interest rates, all of it, maniacally, for the last two years, as Steve uh, Cortez can tell you, and Brad, when we, you know, we called all the shots on the American recovery plan, the debt, you know, this time it's totally different. And they just want, you know, why do you even bother? It's not popular. Nobody's talking about this. This is a, not a ticking time bomb. This is a bomb that's about to go off. It's going off. And Brad's got uh, some analysis that talks to you about the underlying real economy, Right. And how it's a dead carcass. And the only way the con the system works, the con works 
is this fiscal domination by these by these by the uh, uniparty that continues to have this massive spending, discretionary spending, tri- tri- uh, you know, trillion dollars of the Defense Department, trillion dollars here, trillion dollars there, ba bing, ba bing, ba bing, and the, and they got their buddies over the Fed just continue to print the fiat money. That system's coming to an end. It, it's not sustainable. They talk about not sustainable as far as the Green New Deal goes and all the. The net zero carbon, hey, sustainability, let's talk about financial uh, sustainability. And the people getting a vote on this is the global south who control all the resources. Because they're going to say, hey, look, we control the resources and you keep giving these things called Federal Reserve notes. We don't know if they're worth it. And maybe we do a basket with somebody else and, and have another. You're like, you're like England you know, after the war. Uh, we want to have another, uh, another currency, another basket of currencies and take you off take off the dollar from being the prime reserve currency, and then we're Argentina. This audience gets it, and they're gonna, all they're going to try to do now, he just said it's going to turn white hot. Nobody talked about this. It's not popular. Hey, we're not here to do popular things. We're here to do what's, what's right for this constitutional republic that was bequeathed us, and we're not going to turn it over after our watch with a massive financial crisis. Kenneth Rogoff's book, this time is totally different. Every one of these people say it every time. Before their economy collapses, we're at 120 percent, and it's actually worse than that. Remember, that's just the face amount of the treasury. Treasury. That's just the fa- the 31 and a half. Is just the face amount. I think you could argue with the Social Security and the and the Medicare. You get another 30. You're at 60, and and you should not touch Medicare and Social Security. You don't need to. We can get there without that. Um, and and then you got to add the nine and a half trillion dollars over at uh, Treasury. Excuse me, at the Federal Reserve and the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. And hey, note to self, the scam's been, they've been able to kick in, I don't know, 50 billion to 100 billion to, to help the deficit from profits made off the, uh, off, uh, from the Fed because of the interest, or interest rates now with the inverted yield curve. Mercatus, Mercatus, the guys over George Mason, Mercatus, they've got an analysis that says we're sitting on a $1 trillion loss over at the, at the Treasury. Guys start kicking in. So I want to bring in E.J. Uh, Antoni. E.J., thank you very much for joining us here from Heritage, also from Steve Moore's fantastic group, uh, the, uh, the Prosperity Guys, uh, who are always sitting there thinking about how, we, how do we get a, this economy really turn the real economy, not the fake financial economy. You've got this piece that chills me to the bones about the Great Depression, 1932, and signals you see, sir. Can you walk us through it? And if Denver can put that up, and if Mo and Grace, I want to get it in all the chat rooms so everybody – Midnight Rider, uh, the great Carly, uh, Carly uh, Bonet, all of them get this article and start reading it. Uh, sir, walk us through your analysis. Certainly. Well, Steve, thank you so much for having me. And when, when we look at last year's GDP report, what we find is that the headline number really belays a lot or betrays a lot of the details in that report. But no one seems to be willing to read the report and actually find those details. And one of the really, really scary things in there is that real disposable income, which is just your disposable income adjusted for inflation, dropped precipitously last year. And 90 percent of that drop was due entirely to inflation. It fell a trillion dollars. Now you can say, well, the economy today is a lot larger than it was in years past. So let's look at that in percentage terms. In percentage terms, that's the second worst drop ever. The only time it was exceeded was 1932, the worst year of the Great Depression. So if you want to understand how are American consumers actually doing right now, I think that's the perfect piece of context. 
Um, so, so what are you saying? What's the flashing signals? I want to go back to your thing about the Great Depression. What, what are the flashing signals? Because Brad's going to join us after the break to talk about the underlying economy. What are the flashing signals and, and what are your biggest concerns we should be worried about? Well, there's a couple of things, Steve, one of which is that we like to look at uh, business investment to see what is the trajectory of the economy going forward, not just simply where we are now, because if investment is going down today, that signals lower growth in the future, but also vice versa. If investment today is increasing, that signals that in the future, the economy will be growing faster. And when you look at investment, first of all, you have residential investment, which is just falling off a cliff. We have two quarters in a row where it's fallen by 25% or more. But on top of that, the only growth in investment right now is coming from a buildup in inventories. But why is that happening? It's not because businesses are stocking up thinking that they're going to have higher sales in the future. No, it's actually because they were unable in the fourth quarter of last year to liquidate their inventories at current prices. In other words, people literally were so strapped for cash that they started buying less and businesses were left holding goods and services. And so now they're going to have to turn around and sell those probably at a loss, which will lead to lower profits, which again points to lower growth. So even when you look at some of the positive numbers in the report, again, like business investment, you really need to figure out where is the devil in these details, because things are, again, not nearly as rosy as they appear. You're a data analytics guy at Heritage and with the, the you're an analytics guy. As you look at the underlying analytics from the top line numbers, what is your for, we've got about a minute here and I'm holding you through the break. What is your what is your forecast looking forward on this economy? Uh, I think we're going to see the, the headline GDP numbers uh, flatline and then turn south this year. Uh, there, there really is just no way that you can escape spending, printing, and borrowing trillions and trillions of dollars. I mean, we really should not be surprised with the results here. I tell you what, EJ, just hang on for one second. We're going to take a break. I got Brat lined up with an analysis of the underlying economy. Steve Cortez is going to come in. You know, Hunter Biden, we, we, we've dealing signal, not noise here. You know, last night, Hunter Biden's uh, lawyer tried to gimmick. <laughs> the gimmick is, I don't know, go to Delaware, go to DOJ, you know, want to pursue criminal charges on, on Rudy, myself, everybody else on the laptop. They basically admitted after two years of lying about it, hello. That laptop's actually ours. It's not Russian disinformation. disinformation. We don't have time for the nonsense. Hey, let the grand jury deal with Hunter's laptop. Let the house. uh, You'll you'll see all you want to see, Abby Lowell, in the next week, uh, starting with the House investigations, which we'll get to in the second hour. Um, Short break. The economy, how it ties, and what does the Ukraine war have to say about that? All next in the war. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. 
own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, a couple of things. CPAC, uh, Matt Schlapp's going to join us in the second hour to talk about new uh, speakers coming to CPAC. You know President Trump's coming. War Room's going to be there, Real America's Voice. CPAC.org slash War Room. You get 47 bucks off your general mission ticket, and that gets you to everything you need to get to, right, for us. If you want to do extras, I think they're extras too. But you, and we're going to do breakout rooms. We're going to do meet and greets, all of it, just like we did at Turning Point and just like we did at CPAC Dallas. We get to meet the entire posse. So load up right now. I think the ticket's $248 after the $47 discount. So go there. It's one-time good deal. CPAC.org slash War Room. Go check it out now. This will be an incredibly enjoyable, fun, but also informative as we fire off the football into 2023 and beyond. EJ, I just want to make sure I, at the end, tell me about the spending again, because this has got to be cut. This is why the bravery and, um, and, and intellectual leadership of heritage under Kevin Roberts uh, and, and Cortez has been all over this. He's got up on, on, uh, on getter the um, about cutting the defense, but we, everything's on the table except for Medicare and social security. We got to cut the defense budget, right? Dr. Roberts is going to be on here tomorrow. You guys have done an incredible job. What what was the comment you made at the end about spending, sir? So people are wondering why is the economy in the shape it is in right now? And it's simply because you cannot spend, borrow, and print trillions upon trillions of dollars and not expect negative consequences. Look, the, the sins of the past always catch up with you, be they moral or monetary. And that's exactly what we're seeing today. The average family, for example, has lost $6,000 in purchasing power. So in other words, even though their salaries, their wages have been going up, prices have been going up even faster. And so they can effectively buy less today than they could when Biden took office. But on top of that, now that the Federal Reserve is belatedly raising interest rates, that's adding to borrowing costs on everything from from credit cards to student loans, from mortgages to auto loans. That's another $1,400 that the average family has lost. That's $74. $400 400 dollars okay. feel like you're poor i was going to get to the said oh well, told me 74 so that's how you add it together the drop in real wages and in the interest rate 7400 bucks a year on a, a family can you afford that don't think so that's the real economy ej how do people oh, by the way spending is a tax it's a tax on you it's a tax um how do they get to how do people get to you over to heritage at the prosperity group your social media all of it where do they go uh, they, they can find me at heritage.org. They can find a lot of the reports I've written at committee to unleash prosperity.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at real EJ Antoni. Yeah. Uh, EJ, thank you very much. Honor to have you on here. I tell you, I'm a go to uh, Brad, but uh, Cortez, let me bring you in for a second. Chris Hayes. And Chris, this is what you got to do. You got to get somebody, a numbers guy. You need an EJ on your staff or Cortez. Right. Cortez, uh, Hayes is a poet. Ploof is a poet. Right. They're poets, right? They're not, they're not serious people. They're not poets. You need you need data analytics guys. Chris Hayes has a big miss there. What is that miss, sir? Uh, massive that he's not miss. thinking and, about. 
By the way, when you say you need a numbers person, you need a data guy, do you think there's even one of those at 30 Rock where MSNBC broadcasts from in the entire <laughs> building? Do you think hold there's it, one? Hold it. Steph- I don't think so. Yeah, Stephanie Rule. Stephanie Rule. No, she's okay. in the investment banking Maybe business. Half. She's she's a new business person, right? Yeah. She's a new business no, listen, person. That's what the one getting in the all business, seriousness. Right? Here's what Chris Hayes just totally misses. And, and look, when you watch a lot of these anchors, it's not just Chris Hayes. A lot of these broadcasters try to talk about the economy. It's like watching a toddler uh, talk about physics, all right? I mean, they're just so out of their depth, so out of the realm uh, that they have no idea. What has changed, Chris Hayes? Something material has changed, and the American people know it. You don't have to be an economist or a data person to know it. Interest rates have changed. The regime of essentially free money, it was an artificially repressed interest rate regime of free money um, that was caused by the Federal Reserve as well as central banks all over the world. We knew that it couldn't last forever. Well, that bubble was popped. It was pierced by the policies of Joe Biden, uh, primarily by his attack on American domestic energy production, concurrent with the exorbitant borrowing and spending that he engaged in, the orgy of borrowing and spending, uh, with the full complicity of the Washington, permanent Washington political class, including Republicans. That pierced uh, that bubble, okay? And now interest rates, to be specific here, on election day in 2020, okay, when Joe Biden prevailed, I don't say one, when he prevailed, on election day, 10-year Treasury yield was 0.8%. Today, it is 3.4%. And that's come down a bit, by the way, in recent weeks, but it is still more than four times higher. And the way bond math works, Steve, what matters is the percent of the percent. In other words, it is four times yes. higher. By historical yes. terms, 3% might sound low, yes. but it's not at all low in the yeah. context of sub 1%, right? Yeah. So in other words, think of it this way. Think if we had interest rates at 5%, yeah. 10-year treasury yield at 5%, which is sort of more normal historically, and then they lurched to 20, okay, which happened in the late 1970s. It's a crisis. Well, what we have right now is an absolute crisis. So Chris Hayes, yes, it has Present. changed materially. It but, has changed deficits. They always mattered, but they but, really matter now. So they're not dumb people. They're cunning. And here's the reason. Obama. Obama's the one that went to went to zero negative interest rates after the debacle. Of the, and I'm not making any excuses for Hank Paulson and and uh, and Bush and that crowd who, who were there with the Uniparty. It's all the Uniparty. Remember, Obama is supposed to be the most progressive. Chris Plouffe, answer this one. This is why I want to run cover for him. Supposed to be the most progressive president in history where it really matters. Yeah, the pro wrestling in the front, you're progressive. Where it really matters, money. What they, mm-hmm. they allowed the greatest concentration of wealth in the yeah. history of the American Republic on Obama's watch. And he's a yeah. running dog for Wall Street, okay? Just like Bernie Sanders, all these guys give this happy talk. Chris Hayes, MSNBC, all the happy talk. You would allow the interest rates go to zero. The greatest concentration, but real estate, stocks, this is when the wealthy, it was turbocharged. This was the beginning of the oligarchs, okay? Yes. That was on Obama's watch. The beginning. They Steve, got a great book called Confidence me, Man. And it's quite frankly, it's embarrassing. Obama's sitting there as a constitutional lawyer. He's like, what, what? This thing's so over his head. That's the yeah. way Wall Street rolls. That's the way it runs in the Democratic Party. By the way, Robert Reich's got this piece in The Guardian about what we have to do is tax. Hey, look, for the oligarchs, all the oligarchs are either left-wing progressive Democrats or they're the worst rhinos in the world that hate MAGA. Do you think right. I have any problem with the oligarchs being taxed? Well, in at War Room, we do not. Okay, we would right. take Reich's thing and and and, and so we see that and we raise you because right. it's all the uniparty wealthy. Come on, baby, you want to do that? Hey, I'm all in. 
You want to you want to get these titans? You Larry Fink and Ken Griffin. You think we have any problem of uh, you know? Not I don't think it's tax. I think it's reparations. I think it's reparations. What they've stolen from the American people on Obama's watch and on Biden's right. watch. Uh, Steve Cortez, thoughts? Yeah, and by the way, data point on that point of of the Obama-Biden administration, what they did in their eight years, the supposedly most progressive administration ever, which massively exacerbated wealth inequality. According to Federal Reserve numbers during those eight years, only the top 10% of earners saw their net worth increase. The bottom 90%, almost all of America, saw their net worth decline and for black Americans, specifically for black American households, they lost one third of their Wiped net out. worth during those eight years. Wiped out. I mean, Wiped think out. about that. You've These never gotten out of the whole Obama duck. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris Hayes, David Plouffe, suck on that. Come back tonight and let's answer that question. Obama buried the African-Americans to destroy a third of their wealth. Hispanics almost the bad. So don't give me your happy talk and all this. I, we never heard it. This was not on the campaign trail. Stop doing the clown show. I tell you, let's do. I, I'm going to show you where the. I'm going to go back and do two things with Cortez. I'm bringing Dave Brett in with his analysis. Let's do that. Let's do the. Can we hit the two? Uh, can we hit the two? And then I'm going to introduce Brett. Let's roll. Are you shocked at your latest utility bills? Well, if you are, you're hardly alone. But for millions of Americans, it's an absolute crisis because they are literally having their power shut off. Let's look at the numbers in a chalk talk from the Chicago Sun Times data last year, January through October, the most recent month we have. 1.5 million Americans had their power shut off. How does that compare in context? Well, for electricity shutoffs, up 29% over the prior year. For natural gas, up 76% over the prior year. And this stunning number may get even worse soon because prices are spiking. For example, in California right now, according to the utility SoCal Gas, typical winter heating bill has gone from $130 a month last year to $315 a month this year, a rise of 142%. This reality is simply unaffordable for many, many Americans. It's a consequence of Biden's war on American energy and the exorbitant borrowing and spending of the Washington Uniparty. We're counting on the GOP House to hold the line. Patriots, tragically, massive corporate layoffs, they are accelerating, especially in the tech space. But one job that's very much in demand being a repo man because Americans cannot afford their cars. Let's look at the numbers in a chalk talk. Last year, 2022, Americans lost $1 trillion in real disposable income. That was the worst percentage drop since the Great Depression, making it incredibly hard for Americans to deal with rising interest rates and more expensive loans on things like automobiles. Car payments, $1,000 a month or higher, that's now 16% of all auto loans, all-time high. For context, Three years ago, that number was only 6%, which translates into a giant jump in the percentage of Americans who are severely delinquent in their auto loans, meaning they haven't paid in three months. We just put in a number of almost 6% there, which is worse than the levels of the Great Recession of 2008, 2009. Patriots, these numbers, this economic reality makes it imperative that the House GOP hold the line regarding the debt ceiling. Um, Steve, let me get to you. We're going to bring Brett in at, at the break. We're going to take a break right here and bring Dave Brett in because this is about – there's two things. And this is all the happy talk and spin you're seeing and watch the Chris Hayes is not just that. A lot of the conservative media and what's happening up here in Capitol Hill. 
basically there's a depression going on for working class people in the way that in their lives. And the reason is the underlying real economy, the productive economy, what is really creates jobs and uh, and value and wealth. That is um, that is dormant right now. It's dead. It's a carcass. All they do it is juice it up with this deficit spending. And they hit the button over the computer at the Fed and create the fiat money. That is over. It's the end of the con, the long con. All next in the war room. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy. And they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, Resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Use your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. On a day that uh, Hunter, Biden, Hunter Biden's lawyers are all upset, they finally, it's called a self-own. After two years, they admitted. It's not Russian disinformation. It's actually mine after all. Right. And they're going up there. I don't know, Delaware, DOJ. These guys are criminals. These guys are criminals. Well, bro, strap in because the House uh, investigations are going to be coming. And the uh, word is immediately after the illegitimate Joe Biden, who's not really president, he's illegitimate. He's going to give his State of the Union. I think McCarthy just said, said, like back in Jefferson those days, just just send it over, send it in writing. And, you know, we'll have a clerk read it. Um, And I hope that there's appropriate response uh, by the by, the uh, MAGA wing of the Republican Party during this fiasco, the State of the Union, uh, of all his lies and misrepresentation. Don't let him lie. Call him out right there. Uh, and the next day, they're going to start. They're going to start the Hunter Biden. This is why I love it. Comer and these guys are, I think, on point right now. A lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, we'll we'll break news when we can. Uh, Dave Brat. Uh, by the way, MyPillow.com promo code WARROOM. The launch of MyPillow 2.0. Hey, and I agree with Citizens Free Press. You know, Mike Lindell, what he did the other night, he owned Jimmy Kimmel. Now he did it inside the inside the whatever's the 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 the, the um, like the, the the cage, right? But I thought he owned him. And the opening uh, monologue was great. Mike got had, had over a million or two million hits already. This is the way he gets the word out to people who don't watch War Room or don't watch Lindell TV, right? It's a mass. It's a massive. All those ratings, you know, gut filling these guys crushing. He's still got big ratings because of the broadcast. Uh, MyPillow.com, promo code WARM. you got to go to there, get the launch of MyPillow 2.0. If the, if the original MyPillow uh, was your sleeping companion, this is next level. Okay, totally next level of technology. Mike's worked on this for a long time. Boom, it's out. You're going to love it. 
Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com, promo code war. Check it out now. Dave uh, Bratt, uh, what did you think? Did McCarthy have it right about the credit card? before? Because you, you, you're going to walk us through where the, where the economy really is, not the, not the fake economy that we're just, we're just spending this money we don't have and, and, and burying our children and grandchildren, sir. Yeah, I think he had the intent right, but I think he goofed up the metaphor. Uh, the kid didn't spend too much. The parents spent $32 trillion too much. Uh, now the next generation's got to pay it off or else the Fed's going to run inflation to pay it off. So uh, that does matter. Talk to, walk, us through your, walk us through your charts. Walk us through your uh, analysis of where the real economy is, the productive economy. Yeah. Yeah. First, I, I just want to respond to Plouffe uh, for a minute. Uh, it, it, it's always interesting after the left destroys everything, right? After the Marxists uh, destroy China and Russia and every civilization they've run, uh, it, it's incumbent on the uh, Judeo-Christian principles to come in and clean up the mess. And usually those people do it humbly. And so, you know, I, I don't have to go through and recite the, you know, Magna Carta, Renaissance, Reformation, Enlightenment, all the great things we did. Uh, the Pur- Puritans founded Harvard, uh, whose motto was truth for Christ and church. If you said that uh, today at Harvard, uh, you'd probably get booted off campus. All right. But the point of all that is the, the Christians in their kindness gave over Harvard and Yale and Princeton and all the great schools you can name. All of them were all Christian founded gave them to secular society uh, as a gift, not to force religion, right? We don't believe uh, religion should be forced. And so, uh, Ploof, what are we aiming at? We're aiming to restore the greatness and the decency and the character of the Judeo-Christian West. That's what we're aiming at. But I'll be I'll be polite, and I'll just run through some numbers here. Uh, we made a secular handshake. Uh, the seminaries went across the tracks. We gave you uh, the secular world, the universities, Uh, But unfortunately, you goofed it all up. Your economists aren't aren't making any sense right now. And so I'll I'll just go over the first chart we got. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. No, no. Hang on. Hang on. Because I understand from Liberty and you always believe that, you know, the economy because of spiritual war. But Cortez, I didn't realize we're going to trigger Brat. uh, so much. (laughs) I thought we're going to get the numbers and get into the details. Man, he's been sitting there seething, right? Seething. (laughs) You gave those Ivy Leagues, gave him, man, we created Brown, right. we created Dartmouth, we created Harvard and Yale, and we gave them over, and you got, right. you end up with guys like Obama and Plouffe, right, and Chris Hayes. That's what you By get way, for your effort, yeah. right? Speaking of Obama and, and his alma mater, Columbia University, I actually just this morning, uh, coincidentally, posted this on my social media. There was a massive student survey of thousands and thousands of students all over the country, and they asked them about free speech issues. And this group ranked 203 universities on the topic of free speech. Dead last at 203, Columbia University, Ivy League, Columbia, Barack Obama's university. Wow. But Steve, here's also bad news. Before we get cocky, either you or I, our alma mater, you went to graduate school, I went to undergrad, Georgetown University, number 200. 200 out of 203, <laughs> almost the very seller when it comes to free speech in, in American oh, yeah. universities. Yeah. Le- leave it to the modern Jesuits, right? Leave it to, yeah. By the way, I went there when it was still quasi-Catholic University, Cortez. You were, oh, at, the, you were at the tail end of that. <laughs> no, 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 it's just, stop. Hold it. So, so uh, Brad, let me go back to you. Now that you got it off your chest, I know you're yes. seething, right? I know you're seething. Yeah. seething you got love. it off your chest. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> seething. Let's go back to the, uh, let's go back, because you're right. And you make a great point. 
the the Bolsheviks and the and the Soviets destroyed Russia and destroyed the Russian people. The 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 the, the uh, Chinese Communist Party are still the butchers and the and the and destroy the Lao Beijing every day. It's absolutely correct, and you're seeing it here. I just want to duly know before we go. At 203, Columbia University is also the home of the Columbia School of Journalism, right? The Journalism Review, the revered thing of free speech. Hey, baby. Hey, I got a thing from Hippocrates. A physician (laughs) heal thyself. Why don't you, at the journalism thing, Columbia, stop telling us about the rest of the country. Why don't you get the chart and go get, go from 203, get a, get a one handle in front of it. Let's go to 199. Let's aspire and get out of the twos, right? Dave Brett on the, uh, on the economy, sir. Yeah, if the guys uh, in Denver want to put up uh, chart one, uh, this is just to respond. Yesterday was the big, you know, Federal Reserve Day. Uh, some breaking news. He mentioned the term disinflation. I think they're getting a little too ahead of their skis. Uh, but the GDP uh, growth rate that, you know, they're they're talking about three percent. And so the average person looking at that go, how in the world can that be? So I, I just want to put it in, in broader context. You, this is CBO. They're, they're usually a little too optimistic. Uh, but these are the numbers that came out yesterday, too. And if you look at the far right from 2026 to 2031, the long run trend is we're going to be growing uh, at only one and a half percent GDP growth. And so and then the next chart, uh, why is that? Uh, and here's your dead carcass uh, of the economy. Uh, the, 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 the two most uh, Steve Cortez and EJ just got done putting it very well. Capital inputs uh, in in intro macro class, we usually just talk about capital as the major cause of economic growth. And then when you get a little bit more advanced and you see it there, capital uh, way over to the far right is only going to be growing at 1%. And then the most important variable is called uh, total factor productivity. Uh, That's the free markets, the animal spirits, the entrepreneurship, the innovation, the patents, all of that, all of that is only growing over at the far right at one uh, percent uh, at the end of the year. And we, we've gone over all this with the head of Northwestern, uh, uh, the greatest scholar on productivity, uh, Robert Gordon. Uh, and productivity has been going down uh, steadily for the past 40 years. Productivity down in the United States of America for 40 years. So, Mr. Plouffe, uh, in secular terms, that's yeah. what we're aiming at. Uh, Russ Vote has a budget where every line item is going to be aimed at that, at productivity. Uh, no pronoun studies, no yeah. crazy stuff, no Marxist stuff. No. Just all we want is productivity oh, growth so the Americans oh, can have freedom oh, again. Oh, 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 put, put, put a pin in it, Cortez, you know. This is why what Russ Vote in the war room, This is the focus is to make sure any spending goes to the real economy and to build productivity. Right. But let's, let me just pull back for a second. Cortez, jump in here on Brett. At 1%, Dave and Steve, and at 1.5%, the model doesn't work. <laughs> this is my point. Hey, when right. you're looking at a business model, you go, hey, guys, this doesn't work. So right away, right. you have to have triage. you got to have – got to step in. D- let me just repeat this. At these numbers, the real numbers, and of course, uh, you know, Brad just tells you, hey, I think they may be a little optimistic. This math doesn't work. Cortez first, and then we'll go back to Brad, just on the first chart. No. You're exactly right. You know, and I think, you know, to use an analogy, let's put it in terms of sort of personal finance. Let's say you have an adjustable rate mortgage, but your real earnings, which is the case for most Americans, your real earnings are going down while your debt service costs are rising dramatically. Well, you have to increase those earnings significantly or you need to somehow in your life massively cut your expenses or guess what? 
you're going to get foreclosed out of that home. That is the reality that is faced nationally. That, that sort of micro reality is the macro reality that is faced nationally by the United States. Because again, we've had the luxury in recent years of artificially low interest rates. Yeah. And the profligate spending that flowed out of that era set the table yes. for the current terrible, tough decisions. Look, there are no good options here, okay? Let's just be brutally honest about this. Let's no. be adults. There are no good options yes. right now, okay? Yeah. But as adults and as inheritors of the greatest republic and the greatest economy in the history of the world, we have to confront these tough decisions. And we have to be dispassionate and honest with the American people. Chris Hayes isn't honest. Joe Biden isn't. Uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed is not. Janet no, Yellen is not. The, the, we we uh, need no, to no, be. It's all, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's not popular. It's not just no good options. There's no easy decisions here. That's why this. Right. That's why the MAGA. Uh, the MAGA has to be the the chairman of the creditors committee. Right. Creditors committee are not garden parties. They're not fun. Okay. Right. But to get back to the animal spirits and the productivity, because right there, you you said something it was months ago, uh, about a year ago. You said the bond market. You know, you see the you see in the bond market numbers. They're not buying off in the Biden plan. Bratch is giving you what the Biden plan is, the reality of the math. And the, that's why the bond market goes, they do not salute. They do right. not support this. Correct, Brother right. Cortez? No, exactly correct. And think of the bond market. To use another analogy, think of the bond market essentially as the bank, right, that is loaning money to the United States. And the bond market was willing to loan money to the U.S. government at incredibly low rates in a past era. That is no longer the case. The bank is saying you have a broken business model. So if we're going to continue to loan you money, we want much higher interest rates. So it's an entirely new interest rate regime. You know, again, uh, you know, we can't just wring our hands about it, right? The gnashing of teeth doesn't pay the bills, okay? This is the reality we face. Let's be adults about it and let's make significant spending yes. cuts, significant fiscal decisions, right, which involve sacrifices, clearly, right? And one of those sacrifices on the right has to be, we can't just in a knee-jerk, knee reflexive way say we are always yeah. at all times going to raise defense spending. No, defense spending needs to be prioritized. Yeah. How can we actually get safer but spend less, right? Those kinds of, of uh, uh, that kind yes. of analysis is what, and, is and, what and, needs and, to happen. And, and, and McCarthy, I think, does hurt himself by talking about this waste, fraud, and abuse. Okay, yes, they're all that. But that's 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 something they throw out there to take you off the ball. That's that's noise, not signal, right? You need this gets down like in defense spending to cut all these. You got to take out the commitments, right? Once you start right. backing off the commitments, then all of a sudden you can get to real numbers. You can get to real cuts. We can't do everything. All these marginal programs, all these social marginal programs, are all going to be up on the chopping block. The bloated defense budget, it's bloated. You want to take down the CCP, you want to defend Taiwan, hey, I can cut $100 billion and put the CCP out of business in 100 days. You have to have fully integrated, uh, you know, uh, unrestricted warfare, right? Economics, capital markets, technology, cyber, all of it, right? You just can't build for, you can't, we can't spend a trillion dollars and be looking for every kinetic war in, in, the, in the world. It can't happen. And the first cut has got to be Ukraine. How about this for Ukraine? Zero. Let those let this let the guys in Davos. See how pretty Davos was. How nice it was. Let the guy, let the Swiss write me a big check. The Swiss write a big check. You're so worried about Austria, all those beautiful ski towns. Write a big check. Italy, big check. France, big check. Germany, big check. Let the Americans get health care. You write the big checks to uh, for Ukraine. You're so interested in Ukraine. You write the hundred billion dollars. Give our hundred billion dollars back. Okay. Short break. 
A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, make sure you see us at CPAC. Go to cpac.org slash war room. We got a special deal with those guys. $47 off your general mission ticket. We're going to be doing the live broadcast like we did at Turning Point and we did at CPAC Dallas. You, the audience, are going to be part of it. You're going to love it. We got And we got a bunch of stuff uh, cooked up. So you're going to get, um, we're going to have the whole crew there, all of our contributors, and we're also going to have all the, uh, the entire production staff you get to meet. So cpac.org. Slash war room. Go there today. CPAC. President Trump's already committed. Other people committing every day. We'll, we'll be making those announcements. I think Nikki Haley's going to be there. Got to see that speech, right? Steve Cortez. Um, <laughs> by the way, the greatest line ever. I give the old you know, Milton. She's ambitious as Lucifer. And Cortez comes in, yeah, and even less principled. It was so good. I put it up on Getter last night <laughs> on an article about Nikki. Um, the, uh, let's go back to Brett. Brett, talk to me about the underlying real economy of the United States of America, sir. Yeah, well, you went off on the animal spirits a little bit and uh, cannot overemphasize that piece. It's totally missing, uh, right? Some great uh, scholars, uh, Deidre McCloskey, uh, if people love economics, go get her volume called uh, Bourgeois Dignity. Uh, goes over uh, competing views of what caused growth. And her thesis is modern growth started uh, when we finally started to call business morally good, right? And you can go back to Max Weber and the Protestant ethic, and people got out of bed every day with a purpose in life. I think that's in one of your talks. Uh, what's the purpose? Uh, what is your task? Uh, and if you don't wake up with a task, it's hard to have those animal spirits uh, effective. So the kids these days are being taught everything under the sun except why you're on the planet. And so that does matter. So I went over the uh, you know the economic growth figures, the investment figures, the total factor productivity figures uh, all down. Uh, why does this matter? Uh, the next slide, uh, Denver, a bunch of uh, bouncing balls on there. 
In macro intro, you'll learn a thing called the rule of 72. This chart shows it. Uh, just take that number 72. If you're growing at 1%, GDP grows at 1%, it will take you 72 years to double your income as a person or as a country. So up at the top, if, uh, if you're growing at 2% GDP, it will take you 35, right? 70 divided by two is 35 years to double your income, to go from 56 grand to 100 grand a year. So what we're talking about is significant, and these are in real terms, right? So that's a real doubling of your welfare. And then what people may not get is just 1% differences make a huge difference in economic growth. So I just got done showing you the charts. They're all up at uh, Brat Economics on Getter uh, with the you know the 1% GDP growth uh, and then the uh, and then the, the consequences and the, and the productivity falling. Uh, yeah. But if you go from 2% on that chart uh, to 3%, you go from doubling your income in 35 years to doubling it in only 25 years and so forth. So the, the consequences of these choices we're making and the budget we're having and the debt ceiling, the, the, the media is going to spin it as creating chaos. Uh, we're not creating chaos. We're creating rationality in economics again. Very key that we get confident. We are not creating chaos. We no. are the adults in the room that are asking for the receipts. We're asking for your uh, economic growth uh, projections and how you get there uh, given the current Biden uh, White House budget. And then we'll present uh, Russ vote and show you how we achieve uh, both better outcomes for the American people and economic growth for your children and a plausible way of paying off the debt. Yeah. This is this is why Russ's whole ten years to get to a balanced budget, which I think it ought to be harder because I can do bigger cuts quicker. Um, but we're Mac the knife here. Remember, you're in the war room, so we're and I in the White House. I was a hardliner on this, and hardliner, quite frankly, on tax increases for the oligarchs. That's the thing. We're, I'm gonna get. I'm, we're gonna. We're reaching out to Wright to get him on here. And I know they're all going to melt down now. They're all going to vapor lock. Well, ban us for taxes. No, we know we have a concentration of wealth in this nation. I'm not talking about rich people. I'm not talking about wealthy people. We want everybody to aspire to create value and to have wealth if that's what they aspire to. I'm talking about oligarchs, the, the founders in this country. We fought a revolution to get away from the uh, eras, the, the worthless uh, landed aristocracy of the British Empire plus the British East India Company in these new monopolies with oligarchs that you could see was happening. That's what happened in India, right? And we fought a revolution led by our smuggler, you know, John Hancock and Sam Adams, and a couple of three guys that like playing outside the guardrails, okay? You know, the revolutionary generation, you know, they had a couple of three bandits in there that said, hey, I think I got a better idea. We're building a new nation here. Go screw yourself, right? We're not going to play by your rules. We're not going to play your game. Right now, we're back into an oligarchy. We've allowed it in progressive presidents. You know, David Flew, please come forward and make the argument of why you were the running dog, right, for Wall Street and papered up with all your pretty speeches, all the most progressive uh, under Obama that led to the greatest concentration of wealth in the nation's history. Bernie Sanders, why don't you deal with that first before you start wandering around talking, right, give me a minimum wage or $15 an hour, right? That's all pro wrestling. That's to take your eye off reality. And no, I think, hey, remember, all the oligarchs are either hard left progressives, globalist, uniparty, or even if they get Republican, they all hate MAGA. It's the Ken Griffins of the world. Do we owe them anything? No, we don't owe them anything. Zero. 
So no, we're for defense cuts. And look, I gave, what, seven and a half years of my life to service this country, my daughter also, which we should do. We believe as citizens you owe that to your nation. But we can see the defense, and it's not fraud, waste, and ab- waste, fraud, and abuse. Stop that. That's ridiculous. This is a stupid hour. This is not about waste, fraud, and abuse. Yes, you ought to cut that out all the time, right, as a, as a given. This is about systemically going through and restructuring this. Dave Brat, once again, where do people go to get your analysis? Because you're putting up stuff that people got to see every day. Yeah, I've been posting a ton. Brat Economics on Getter. And uh, just you've been covering the war uh, very well, just so people understand that. Of course, war spending and the defense uh, contractors and the oligarchs in that uh, realm, uh, of course, will yeah. contribute to economic growth in the short run. But all of those yeah, resources growth, are though. terribly misplaced, yeah. terribly misplaced in terms Terrible. of producing productivity Be- for the next generation. Beat our swords into plowshares, as the uh, as uh, the Bible tells us. Dave Brad, I know Dave Brasca now go say as an evangelical Christian, Dave Brasca go now say a rosary because Steve Bannon mentioned tax cuts, <laughs> tax increases, tax increases on the wealthy while he was on. Brett, we love you, brother. Cortez is going to stick around. Monica Crowley is going to join us next. Ninety seconds. War room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.